Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and good courage for the people you shall divide as inheritance the land which I swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong, be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which is to the right, all to the law and not turn from the right or the hand, right or hand or the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The title of this message is, Get Up and Go. Rise up and go. Turn to two neighbors and tell them, hey, time to get up. <laughs> and go. Prepare yourself. Dust yourself off. It's time to get up. It's time to go. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your spirit is here, the spirit of truth, your Holy Spirit. We are the branches and you are the vine. So speak to us this morning with the spirit of truth. We cannot do anything on our own. Lord, we need you. We need the spirit of wisdom. We need the spirit of truth to guide us in all truth. I ask this morning that the scales on our eyes would fall off and we might be able to see the wonderful works of your word. Reveal to us. Open up the curtain. Open up the veil. And let us see what the spirit is saying to us here this morning. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know, before we go into this Joshua chapter 1 here, these verses that we just read, I think it's important to know the background of what's been taking place. You know, some of the questions are, who's given this promised land? What's this promised land about? Well, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, God promised the fathers of Israel, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He told Abraham one day, he says, come out of your tent, look at the stars. He says, so shall your descendants be. Like the, sands, uh, the sand on the, on the beach, he says, so shall your descendants be. And he says, and he made a promise with Abraham. He says, I'm giving you land, and I'm going to give the land to your children. It's going to be inheritance. But first, Abraham, he says, because the children of Israel rebel, they're going to be in bondage for 400 years. Before they can receive the promised land, because of rebellion, they're going to be in bondage for 400 years. And they did rebel, and they were in bondage for 400 years. But then after 400 years, God remembered the promise he had with Abraham. He remembered the covenant he made with Abraham. He remembered what he swore to Abraham. And he heard the cries of the children of Israel who repented. 
And so he raised up a deliverer named Moses to bring the children out of Egypt from an evil taskmaster named Pharaoh to bring them out of Egypt and bring them, and his plan was, his intentions was to bring them into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. And so what I love about the Old Testament is pictures and shadows of the New Testament. We can really relate, and this speaks to us like, Truth just rings like a bell when I read these things because we can relate with it because it's a picture and a shadow. Let's just like Moses who was raised up to deliver the children out of bondage and slavery. Jesus has bore our sin and delivered us from our sin debt. Amen? Just as Moses brought them out of Egypt, God through Jesus Christ has brought us from the kingdom of darkness into the marvelous kingdom of light. Hallelujah. Our sin debt has been paid for. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. We now have a mediator through Christ Jesus. For Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for cursed is a man who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us as Gentiles. Amen. Praise God. And so it's just a picture of what's taking place. And so just like uh, God, uh, Moses, the deliverer, under the mighty hand of God, brought the children out of Egypt and, 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 and brought them in through the promised land, was heading to the promised land. God wants to bring, he's got promises for you. Amen. How many know the promises of God are yes and amen? Huh? But here's the thing, though. When Moses brought them out of Egypt, he didn't just bring them right into the promised land. They had to go to the wilderness. Everybody say Wilderness. Woo, the wilderness. The wilderness is a dry place. The wilderness is a place of scarcity. It's, it's, it's not enough. It's just enough, right? Barely enough. But how many know we don't serve a God who's barely enough? He's El Shaddai, he's more than enough. And so the, the, the children of Israel had to go through the wilderness, and many of them, that generation, God's intention was to get them to the promised land, but they died because of unbelief. And so it's just a picture like us. Listen, we, when we are born again through Christ Jesus, and God has promises for us. He says, I know the plans I have for you. They're good plans. But here's the thing. we got to go through the wilderness also. You can't skip the wilderness and go to the promised land. There has to be a time of testing. There has to be a time of development. Amen? And that's what they were tried and they were tested, and they learned to depend totally on God. Amen? See, the New Testament says it like this. Count it all joy when you fall into trials. Count it all joy when you go through the wilderness. Amen? Knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience, endurance. How many know we need endurance? We can't get the promise because we don't have the endurance. So we have to have, you know, Hebrews chapter 10 says this. It says the writer of Hebrews chapter 10, 23 says that what we need is endurance. For after we've done the will of God, we receive the promise. But some of us don't have endurance. So God's going to bring us, we're going to go through the wilderness times. Moses had to go through the wilderness. He's delivering Egypt, children out of Egypt, children of Israel out of Egypt. But he had to go to a wilderness. Did you know that? He had to go, and 40 years he was in a desert taking care of sheep. And the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth. I would say, so, if you take care of sheep for 40 years, then you're going to be meek. 
How many of you know that? Joseph. Remember Joseph? I have a dream. I see the stars. I see the sun and the moon bow before me. You remember that dream? And his brothers hated him of that dream and threw him in a pit and sold him to an Egyptian caravan that came along. And I imagine when he was chained up and it was sold as a slave, he was thinking to himself, this is not in my dream. He had to go through a wilderness. Do you know that? He landed in Potiphar's house, chief of police, all right? And remember Potiphar's wife wanted him to sleep with her, you know, him to sleep with her, lied about, thrown in prison, forgotten about. Joseph was in the wilderness. But here's the thing about, the wonderful thing about Joseph. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him in the pit. The Lord was with him in the prison. And the Lord brought him out of the pit and brought him to the palace. Amen. He went from shackles on his feet, chains on his feet as a slave, to gold chains on his neck, being second command to Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, he's our example. He is the son of man and he's the son of God. Do you know that? He's not 50% son of man, 50% son of God. He's 100% son of man, 100% son of God. He was baptized in the river Jordan. The Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And, and there was a voice heard that says, This is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. And immediately he was taken out of the river and the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted and tested of the devil for 40 days. Now here's the thing, folks. They went through the wilderness, but they didn't live in the wilderness. They didn't stay in the wilderness. See, we, when we get born again, we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Uh, we become a new creation. Our spirit is born again. That's the real you. A third of you is perfect. Do you know that? That, that spirit is not going to have to be changed when it goes to heaven. It's made perfect. A third of you is perfect. You are a spirit, but you have a soul and you have flesh. Pinch your neighbor next to you. You got flesh. Amen? How many know your soul has to be renewed? And your soul has to be renewed because it makes us the choices. Is it going to follow the flesh or is it going to follow the spirit? And the flesh is, is, is <laughs> you have to overcome that flesh. But you're made a spirit, you're made perfect in the spirit. But to, to, to be renewed, sometimes you go through trials. How many of you know sometimes you got to get your fat in the fire? Huh? To know who to turn to, know who to depend upon. But here's the, here's the problem with some Christians. They get saved, they come out of Egypt, but they, they got Egypt still down inside of them. Their mind's still living in wilderness. They're having wilderness thoughts. Would you bring me that chair right there, Miss Dana? Do you, can you do that? They have wilderness thoughts, and, and if you don't, you're not careful, you'll settle down in the wilderness. How many of you ever, ever heard wilderness people? Thank you. How many of you talk to them? How's it going? I've just got my head above the water. I'm hanging in there. I'm just making it, right? Listen, God is El Shaddai more than enough. He, he doesn't want you to just barely have enough. You go through the wilderness, but you don't live in the wilderness. And, and, and church, we can't, we can't get delivered from sin and debt. God has a plan. God has a promised land. God has the destiny. But we're going to have to get the mindset, and we have to believe in God 
that he's going to bring us and develop us through the wilderness, but we're not going to live in the wilderness. We shouldn't be getting our tent stakes and start hammering them in and say, you know, I'm going to live right here. And that's what the Israelites did. They got comfortable in lack. Don't get comfortable in lack, right? Don't get, get comfortable in just surviving mode. God wants you to thrive, but you know that. Don't be just stay content. Be content while you're going through it, but go through it. Don't live in it. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 says this. Let's look at it real quick. The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb. That's the mountain of God. And when they come out of the Red Sea, first thing they land on was that mountain. He said, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Huh? Some of us, you know, we get delivered from our sin, and next thing we do, this is what we do. We get comfortable, and we sit, and we think, okay, God just give me manna every morning. That's just a little bit. It's all I need. And that's not the best that God has for you. Jesus says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. Overflowing life. God wants my cup. He wants it to overflow. But sometimes we get on the mountain of God, we get in, in, a, in a wilderness, and we just sit there, and we don't move. How many ever heard people do this before? You ask them, how are you doing? What are you doing? They say, I'm waiting on God. You come up to them five years later, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm just waiting on God. <laughs> Ten years pass by, Why? how are you doing? I'm just waiting on God. This is not checkers, all right? This is not chess. God's saying, it's your turn. Move. Get up off your rumple still skin, right? Get up and start moving. Listen, you say, well, I know where to move to. Move somewhere. The steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But how's he going to order your steps if you're not moving? Huh? Oh, praise God, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And you're sitting there planning. How are you going to know where to go? There's one thing you need to go, and you need to go in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Don't get comfortable in the wilderness. Don't settle in the wilderness. Press through. Amen. We've got to press through. Now let's look at Joshua chapter 1, what we just read. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses represents yesterday. Yesterday's history. Yesterday is in the past. Listen, you can't move with God today if you're living in yesterday. Some folks, they look in the rearview mirror of life. And how many know if all you do is look in the rearview mirror of life, you're not going anywhere? How are you going to move in tomorrow with God if you're living in yesterday? Don't just sit on the mountain. God says, you've been on this mountain long enough. Start moving with God. Don't live in yesterday. Moses is not coming back. He's saying, Joshua, dry your eyes, wipe your face. Yesterday's over with. God's got a new thing. Have you ever seen people who just settle in yesterday? They talk about yesterday. Let's look at Philippians real quick, chapter 3. Let's look at verse 12 through 13. Is it up there? Not that I have already attained. This is Apostle Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He says, or I'm already perfected, but I what? See, you can't press on like this. 
You got to get up and you got to press. Amen. Do I got anybody to press? We got pressers in here this morning. Maybe just come to church here this morning. You had to press in. He says, though, he says, I, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing, here's the apostle, Paul, what he says, one thing I do. I think it's important to find out what that one thing he does. Huh? He says, there's one thing that I do. He says, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to the, those things there which are ahead. Forget about the things. Listen, forget about the good, bad, and ugly. Forget about the good. You know what I mean by that? Forget about your successes, right? Forget about them. Don't live in just the successes of yesterday. Forget about them. Even the victories that God has given you, listen, visit them in remembrance as a memorial, but don't live in yesterday. Don't just live in the things that... You know, people have a testimony. Praise God for your testimony, but with the testimony has been the same thing for 20 years. You're living in yesterdays. Listen, praise God for the old move of God, but I want to go with the new move of God. Hallelujah. We got to move. We got to move. We got to forget those things. And sometimes that means forgetting your successes, forgetting your victories. Have them as a, a memorial. Visit them, but don't live there. Forget the good, forget the bad. You know what the bad? Where you messed it up. Where you missed the mark. Where you stunk the place up. You missed the mark so bad. I mean, you just messed it up. You missed the mark. You missed the will of God. It is so horrible. Forget those things. That's history. Let it be behind you. Forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up over the head about that. You know what the Bible says? The just man falls. The just man falls. The just man falls seven times. But what does he do? He dusts himself up and he gets up and he goes on. Repent to God and move forward. And forget the ugly. You know what the ugly is? Where people did you wrong. Said things bad about you. Well, you don't know what he said. You don't know what she said. You don't know what he did. You know what they did. Forget those things. What's it causing you to do? This right here. You're sitting, you're not moving. You're bitter. You're depressed. God says, you've been on this mountain long enough. What's keeping you on the foot of the mountain? You know, if you don't watch out, even in the, in the glory of God, you'll want to stay there and praise God for his glory. When you got a crumb of his glory, you know, even my daughter will be healed. But sometimes we gotta, we can't be like Peter. You remember when Jesus is on the mountain of transfiguration and he begins shining like the sun? And here comes old Moses and Elijah walking up. Peter and James and John is with Jesus. They see him shining like the sun. His clothes are white. And, and here comes Peter, James, and John are, are there. And here comes Moses and Elijah. And you remember what Peter said? He says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let's build a tabernacle, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Let's don't do anything else. Let's just stay on this mountain. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. We got to go down the mountain because there's a boy who's casting himself in a fire. He's got demons that are vexed demons in his life. 
They're causing them to do this. We got ministry to do. Sometimes we got to move on. We got to rise up. We got to move on. Move on. Get up. Forget the good. Forget the bad. Forget the ugly. Move with God today. Hallelujah. So what do we move to? Look, look, look at uh, look at verse five, Joshua chapter one. This is beautiful. No man, no man shall be able to what? Stand before you all the days of your life. Folks, you're still reading about Joshua right here. This is transferable to you right now. Amen? This word right now is a, a now word for you right now. This transferable, these truths. When you hear that, does something just rise up in your spirit? Huh? Does it ring like a bell in your spirit when you hear, no man will be able to stop you? You know what that means? No man's going to be able to stop you to go through your open door that God's provided for you. If God's opened the door, there's no devil in hell that can stop you. Amen? Amen. There's no person that can stop and close that door if God's given you an open door. The only thing that can stop you from going through an open door is this. You. I'm just waiting on God. He says, door's open. He's waiting on us. What do we have to do first? He told Joshua, Moses is dead. Yesterday's gone. Forget about it. Yesterday's over with. Therefore, rise up and go. Rise up. This is the first thing you need to do, folks, is rise up and go. And start looking for that door. And here's the here's here's secret right here. He says, no person, no one, nothing's going to stop you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This is transferable truth. God is with you. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. No, come on now. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. See, because we're so worried about getting the things of God, but we don't, we, don't, we don't realize that this is the best promise that God could give us, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. This is better than promised land. It's saying, I will not leave you or forsake you. Did not Jesus say that to us? I'll never leave you and forsake you. He said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. God's saying here this morning by the Spirit of God, as I was with Joshua, I'll be with you. That's the presence of God. The presence of God is with you. You know, the Lord dropped something in my spirit this week. Simple statement. Presence before principles. Presence before principles. Principles are great. Principles are God's word. But some of us got principles down. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom, running over. Huh? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some of us got the principles down, but do you have the presence down? Presence goes before principles. He's saying, be strong, be of good courage, for as I was with Moses, I'm with you. You want to get the things of God? Get in the presence of God. 
I think sometimes we treat God like Santa Claus. And we come up to him and got this list and say, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But have we been in the presence of God? You know, like we're digging through his pockets and we're looking at his hands. Give me, give me, give me. But if you seek your face, you get the hands. Have you been in the presence of God? Some of us are so good with the principles of God, but we forget the one who gave the principles. Jesus said like this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. You can't have a kingdom without a king. Seek ye first the king of the kingdom, right? First, make that priority. Go to the presence of God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will what? They'll be added, and they will be what? Following you. Do you only go to God when you want something? Well, got a flat tire in life. Need a spare tire. God, are you in the trunk? Do you treat God like an ATM machine? He's not an ATM. He's El Shaddai. Huh? He's Yahweh. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Do you realize that? God is not this ATM machine. He's not your spare tire. You don't just come to him for things. You are to ask for things, but that's not the only reason you come to him. You come to his presence and you'll get the things. Think about your own children. If the only time they visit mom and dad is because they needed something. You know, I need the keys to the vehicle. I'm down on my finances. You give me a check. How would that make mom and dad feel? That mom and dad are willing to give those things if you just give the respect and you just love being in the presence. In his presence, there's full of joy. Full of joy and unspeakable and full of glory. Let me tell you how important the presence is. Moses was leading the children out of Israel, out of Egypt, into the promised land. He told God one day, he says, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, we don't want to go. We ought to have the same mindset. Lord, if you're not going to go with us, if your presence is not going to, we don't want the promised land. What good is the promised land without the presence of God? People are looking for the blessing and not the blesser. Give me what's in your hand. Get back in the presence of God. Hallelujah. And you will get all the, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Presence before principles. But principles are there. Principles are, principles are there. Look at verse. Let's look at verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you may observe, not just observe, don't just be hearers, don't just deceitful, don't deceive yourselves and be just hearers of the word, but be ye doers and do according to all, how much? All that's written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? God said, I'm commanding you on this. He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
Boy, that's wonderful. God is with us wherever we go. That is a promise. That's awesome. You know, when David got in trouble, he said, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock which is higher than I. I don't know about you, I'm glad there's something higher than me, higher than my thinking, higher than my intellect. I thank God. Folks, have you been in the presence of God? When's the last time you've been in the presence of God? Have you only just been coming to God just to get something from him? He wants to give you. He wants to give you that promised land. But he wants you to be in his presence. Let's stand to our feet. Let's just get in the presence of God right now. How do you get in the presence of God? Listen, if you got something that you want from God, you heard some wonderful testimonies. I'm not saying not to ask. You're to ask. You're to seek. You're to knock. But you got to get in the presence of God. You know, in Luke chapter 5, it says that, that the presence of the Lord was there in a synagogue to heal. But no one was getting healed because no one was asking. You had to ask, but you got to get in God's presence. How do you get in God's presence? See, some of us, we just let our requests be made known to God, and we just tell him, gimme, 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 right? We got to just come to him. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. See, he's saying, bless the Lord, my soul. Sometimes you got to tell your soul to get with it. Bless the Lord. Come to him. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praises. Remember when Peter and Silas were locked in prison? They didn't say, Go, God, get us out of here. God, come on, get us out. We've been doing your work and now we're, you know, this is what we get for following you. We're stuck in a prison. They began praising God. And God inhabits the praises of his people. And when they began praising God in the midnight hour, God came down and the earth shook and the jails opened up. And not only were they set free, but the jailer was set free. See, you praising God can set free the person next to you right now. Amen. God works in his presence. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will. My will, my free will, will submit to his will, and I will make a conscious effort to praise the Lord at all times. Good, bad, and ugly. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together how do you magnify God God fills up the earth how do you make God bigger you make him bigger by your perspective make him bigger than your problem hallelujah 
Jesus said, don't worry about anything. Be strong, be courageous. For as I was with Moses, for as I was with Joshua, he says, I will be with you. Put your hand on your heart right here. God says, I'm going to never leave you. He might have left you. She might have left you. But God says, I'm not going to leave you. I'll never leave you. They might have left you. People might have left you. But he says, I'll never leave you and forsake you. I'll always be with you. Glory to God. Praise God. So I challenge you here this week. Remind yourself. Don't just come God seeking God's hands. Seek God's face. Because with his face comes his hands. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. Father, we just praise you. We thank you, Lord. We turn to you. We just praise you. When we don't know, when we don't have any wisdom, we believe, Lord, that you'll give us wisdom. We just enter your presence right now. We're going to seek your face. <laughs> and you shall seek me, and you shall find me when you search with all your heart. Lord, let that be us all the days of our lives. Lord, we don't just want to look what's in your hands. We want to look what's in your face. We don't want to just see the acts. You've shown your acts to Israel. You've shown your ways to Moses. We want that friendship. Lord, that we can just talk. Teach us to talk to the mighty Lord. The great I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.